Brock Weaver, welcome to MMA Live TV. Thanks for joining us, mate. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. Tell us, man, where are you currently at? Uh, you, you're telling me you're in Miami. What's happening? Uh, yeah, we're right now in Miami, heading down to uh, Florida City, to some uh, some hood, man, probably, and uh, get out and do a little mission trip, me and my wife and uh, my brother and sisters in Christ and my pastor and uh, brother Level Martinez, which is a big, at one time it was a big street uh, gang related and stuff and now he's, he's a soldier for christ man and, and we're following him around here from hood to hood just doing a, a work for the lord yeah nice one is, is this something you, you normally do yeah we yeah we uh our pastor man he, he's just he, he's kind of like a, an evangelist too and uh we've been coming down to miami i used to live down here and train now i'm back pretty much living down here for a camp at uh training at att at coconut creek oh yeah and he he's coming he's pretty much going to be coming down here every few weeks and uh just like i said man going and trying to get souls on the winning side you know before before they die and you know before the end of the time man everything's uh lining up we think with the with the word and um uh, this world's just getting uh in worse shape of course i mean yeah there's, there's a lot of things that are happening uh and, and att guys like have you had a affiliation with those guys uh, historically or is it just that you know a couple of fighters there um i've met them at the fights and i come down and did a few days before my debut and the coaches lucked me and uh they've been wanting me to come back so i'm staying with uh king mo oh yeah and uh he's yeah him, him and uh one of the head coaches there bringing me in and all the guys man are cool and uh got a real good vibe there and, and the training's top notch i mean they don't be really get no better than att yeah 100 percent. i've been here three days and uh i'm already pretty sore man <laughs> got got eight eight weeks of it and then uh hope i can and see see what kind of improvements i made and uh give me a win man yeah, absolutely. Uh, what's the? Is there any specific focus, or just sharpening the the whole tool set? Everything. It's called mixed martial arts. Yep. Uh, for a reason, you know, um, where I, where I'm where I was living in Bama, everything got shut down for the virus. So there was, I didn't get to grapple for probably six weeks, and then I took that fight on late notice, and yep. uh, my grappling cardio and my grappling was super sloppy, and I was just, I mean, I got choked out and. Uh, probably since 2012 yep yep uh big big wake-up call and this really top-notch grappler i was grappling up there with glacian t-bow about five rounds i mean he's huge 55er no well-known black belt i mean he fought khabib i don't think one time so he was real good work mocano uh all them brazilians man they're they're monsters on the ground and yep, yep. when i used to live here before for three years and training the masters just training with the brazilians and getting crushed by them on the ground i was able to of course gain skill but i was able to really what i realized that i've lost in the last couple of years being back in bama is uh grappling defense i used to get out grappled but i would always have great defense and great cardio to keep the fight up and but uh that's what i'm looking to get back here man and of course you know everything uh everything uh just sparring sparring high level people makes you think more makes you 
and uh, be more technical. Um, I've lost a little bit of that moving back home and uh, everything, you know, is the next fight. I just want to just be, just get, get my swag back and add a little more tools to my game and uh, get my weight down. Yep. Down here is uh, it's a lot healthier. Even you can go anywhere, Pollo, Tropica, everything. A lot of places healthier to eat. I got my nutritionist coming back here. I'm gonna get on the strength and condition program starting Monday with uh, Field and He's like one of the best in the game right now. So um, when I step back into in the fight next time, man, hopefully you know I'm a, a whole new animal. Yeah, man, we're really looking forward to it. Mate, tell us about the the Chattatuska Chronicles, dude. When, when's the next episode coming out? It it's I gave him the video, man. My video guy is slacking <laughs> right now. Uh, he's, it, I really got to hit him up. I got to hit my guy up. I got I was gonna do it today, but I forgot. Yeah. Yo, man, I gave you that footage two weeks ago. Uh, something should be out, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's a lot of footage. It was it, the next episode will be about my weight cut. Yeah. Yeah. it went in um, Vegas, so. And then the next one, I'm, I'm recording some stuff now, this new training camp. So the next one I jump on, about, hopefully about two weeks after that, I'm going to get on to him, keep him, try to keep him rolling in every every week or two. And uh, all the way up to the fight, man, hopefully, you know. And, and I got some stuff down here with uh, some powerful stuff uh, recorded last week, some demon demon possessions uh, coming out of some, some people. So uh, I think that would be pretty cool too. Yeah, nice one, nice one. Mate, uh, tell, tell us about it. In MMA life, we really like to understand how our fighters really got into fighting because you've got, I think, mate, you, you came out of the womb fighting, right? Like, you, you always had those sort of battles. Like, tell us, how, how did you get into the, the whole scene? Um, yeah, man, uh, just growing up where we are, the uh, Owa Choctaws, we, we all like to fight. And uh, I was pretty much the run of the litter, man, and... Uh, always getting picked on, I guess, or getting into a fight, and a lot, I lost a lot of my street fights growing up, and it's probably the least athletic, as I've said before in other interviews, and um, we, uh, well, what it really started at was, uh, I had an older cousin, he was a pro fighter, he fought on some, some local regional shows, and uh, he him and his brother saw me in the gym one day and was there to just like, hey, throw on some gloves, let's spar. And I was like, man, you know, I'm thinking they're going to take it easy on me. I'm 15 years old. And then they start knocking me out. And I realized getting knocked out really don't hurt. You just don't even really know what happens. You just get up and shake it off and get knocked out again. And after a while, just like, hey, I'm getting knocked out by these 185 guys and they're 30 years old and they're pro fighters might you know need to pursue this so then i went home started watching it and it, it was actually ironic the first time i trained with them and then i went home as soon as i walked in my grandpa was usually watching wwe or wcw or something yeah watching ufc and it was, i think it was chuck and tito yep. and i was like man that's crazy i trained and then i come home so this might be a sign so then I bought the game and started playing the game. My friends, we went outside, turned up, turned over some trampolines. I like the trampoline was our, our uh, octagon, and we would go to school and promote it and see who was fighting every Friday. And we would do uh, body shots from neck down and all submissions, all weight classes. And 
we had a couple tournaments for a couple months like that. And then uh, I started training with another gym uh, called Team Storm. And it was a real, we was training out of somebody's garage. And I trained for about three or four months. And I wanted to fight, man, and got a fake ID and snuck in a, a bar and uh, fought. Uh, until they caught me and knew that I was underage, they suspended me in Mississippi. Yep. And then I saw, I went to Florida and started fighting there, and because uh, they would let me fight there under 18. And pretty much that's that's how I've been, man. Had 22 amateur fights in MMA and yep. 16 and five now in pro, man. Just been trucking on. Man, you you're a pretty intense sort of individual, and and you often bring some of that that fighting warfare with with a verbal sort of sparring right during and pre the match where does that come from is is that always been you as as a personality yeah i uh, it ain't no hate towards my opponent or nothing you know most of the time i would i don't even know the guy and yeah. it's better off that i don't want to know him because i feel like if we become friends then it could become like a sparring match in there and where i'm yeah. not really trying to hurt you and beat you and when i rock you i don't smell the blood and go in there and try to like kill you you know it I, i've had that happen to me uh early in my amateur career becoming friends with somebody and getting in there and just pity patting around and not really having that killer instinct so early in my career i just always said i'm just try not try not to be so much as friendly and hopefully they don't be as friendly as me and mug them and it's uh it's it's, it's really all an act and most people get mad and get emotional and play along with it. I'm not mad at them at all. Yep. I hate them. I don't even know them. I just play a part, fight game, and sometimes people get too emotional. Like last fight, Roosevelt, I, uh, I, I looked at him wrong when I come in. I had my face pain on. I missed weight. I, all that made him mad. And then I said something about him, him not backing out and him taking the fight and taking the money and he got emotional, and but he played it up, and that's how you spice fights up. And everybody went to fight even more, so it played it on with everything. Even I know I had a bad week. Um, our fight was intense, you know, and that's how pretty much my whole career has been. Even it's just been intense, intense fights, intense before the fight. Uh, I've probably ever had one person my whole career. Yep. You know. And me and him still had a great fight, and we're friends now. So, awesome, awesome. It's just part of the fight game. Man. It's uh, what you say? I said, is is that part of the fight game? Is it something you relish, or like you just you, again, you just view it as as business? It's all business, like kind of. <laughs> you know, they told him at the wrong time. Yeah, gotcha. So, Matt, your journey to, to get to the UFC uh, was 11 years in the making. Um, and through that, you've got, you know, MMA fights and, and even bare-knuckle fights. What stands out about your your journey and, and how you kind of got there? Is there any particular particular points in that journey that really stand out to you? In my career? Yeah, yeah. In, in your journey to get to the UFC. What part stuck out the most? Yeah. Um, probably when I took a 10-month break and uh, really gave my life to God and uh, 
you know, surrendered because before that I felt like I was just doing it all for my glory. Yep. And uh, I really, I really just gave my life to God and I felt like he wanted me to just lay down the gloves for a while and seek him. And then and I had some battles even then. And then when I come back and I gave my life back to the Lord and he just within like a week or so, man, just opened a door for the contender. And then I really felt like God has been with me since then and in the highs and the lows of my career. And always when before that, I could remember just winning and winning and winning. And then a week later, it was like I was always wanting more. I was always just after something more, you know, and it's just really all in vain glory. Yep. Gotcha. Been maturing, it, just being with the Lord, I feel like it's just matured me as a man, as a fighter, you know, and uh, even uh, made me a husband. And that's something that before all, before God, I just never even really believed in. It was just all about me, mm -hmm. my glory, and 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 just just a really one focused goal, you know. And now I got, I feel like I got a a, a care for people other than myself and a bigger mission and yeah um you know just to have a platform like i got and um just to be able to say you know jesus and just to be able to wear a shirt like this with a cross on it or something and let people see it and um you know know that uh you can be a fighter and, and stuff or an athlete and still you know be with the lord and and uh but be real because i mean there's there's some owners and some fakes out there too you know but I believe everybody struggles. This is a, it's not an easy walk, but it's a better walk than than the walk that I walked before. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Um, tell us about the the Dana White Contender Series, the fight with Devin Smith. Uh, w w when you play that back in your mind, how, how did you feel that that all went? And was it a surreal experience, or did you always expect that you were going to win that? Um. To be honest, I, uh, I I really felt like I was going to win that fight. I felt like I don't believe God makes anybody win or lose a fight. I mean, I believe he leaves it up to you, but I believe he does give you uh, confidence. and He, he don't let you uh, sometimes uh, be so tormented mentally. And I just felt so uh, mentally focused and, and real at a calm that, that um, you know, it was – I was going to go out there and have fun, man, and, and I did, and everything from the walkout, from the energy I got, I felt good in the back. Uh, it was at 170, so the weight didn't didn't bother me at all. I was real big, probably walked in the fight at 88. Um, I could tell he had a bad weight cut. I, could, I saw him in, in the sauna a couple of days before. I know he used to fight at his fights 85. I know he's a 25-year-old, and I watched a couple of his Instagram stories before the fight. Yeah. He, he liked to party, so... I know what I was doing at 24 and 25, and I had all this hype on me. I was uh, doing what he was doing, and I knew that I wasn't that guy anymore. I wasn't that kid anymore, and I was focused and training hard and, you know, living a right life. And I had a lot of factors in my way than he did. And I knew that the first round was going to be real hard. He was going to wrestle me. He brung Rashad yeah. in. He, uh, the game plan was I, – I knew his game plan. It was going to be to take me down. It was going to be to throw a punch, make me counter, go up under me, blast double leg me. He had a great blast double leg. I didn't expect to stop his takedowns. I just, the first round, I said, probably going to get took down. I just got to get back up. I got to keep yes. getting back. And that's exactly what happened. And 
he gassed and I knew that when I'm in shape and I'm ready and I'm mentally focused and I got a full camp and I had like two or three camps for him because of what happened in the first week. So I was in beyond shape. I couldn't even get tired uh, weeks before that. I, I could not get tired in training and I just, I knew I had a gas tank and uh, I knew he didn't have the gas tank in the second or third round to keep up with me and, and everything went perfect. You know, second, third round, I was stuffing his takedowns and, still in the round and dirty boxing in the, in the pocket and yeah. uh, the body and, and chopping him down, man. And I really believed I was going to finish him, but he showed a little more uh, heart than uh, than I expected him to have. I thought he was a pretty boy. I thought when I pushed him to the edge, he would crumble, but he didn't. And, uh, you know, big props on him. He's a skilled kid. He uh, If he gets focused and he, he'll be he'll be in the UFC one day, I do believe. But, um at that time, it was just my night, man. It was your yeah. time. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about your most recent fight with Roosevelt Roberts. I, I believe you took it on nine days' notice. W when you look back on it, do you feel tactically you could have changed things in terms of how you approached the actual the the, the fight, or, or or do you feel that yeah you were just in a different mind space in, in that time with the weight cut and all those things? Yeah, I uh, when I took the fight, I said this. You know, I looked at my wife and said, I got a lot. I went and stepped on the scale and uh, I saw that I was 86 and I had to make 56 and a little under eight, a little under nine days. And we, we said, OK, it's going to be pretty tough. And then um, I got to Vegas and I was still like 76 that Tuesday. And I got in those portable saunas, man, get your head hanging out and they won't let you go into saunas because everything shut down in Vegas. And yeah, I was like. It would, I would be in those portable saunas 30, 40 minutes before I even started sweating. And then by that time, I'm drained. And um, I did everything I could, man. And when my body, uh, I woke up that Friday morning and I really felt going to bed that Thursday night, I was probably like 59 or 58.8, but I already felt like I was 55. Like, I felt like. I couldn't go no more. And I felt that before back in my amateur career when I missed weight. And I knew, you know, in my mind, this, um, I, I was telling my coaches, man, but I guess they just thought I was complaining because I was drained, but I was really telling them like, yo, I feel my kidneys thopping. I, uh, my stomach's hurting real bad. It's never locked up on me like this. Like, uh, I might die. Like they were like, no, you're good. You know, you just, you're just cutting weights. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's, I know I complain a lot when I'm cutting weight, but I'm really telling y'all this time, yeah. I'm, I'm really feeling like death. Like, I know every time you feel like death, but, like, I was scared to go to sleep at night. Maybe I wouldn't wake up. And Jeez. when I made, when I went to the weigh-ins and everything happened and they, they, they got mad at me because I painted my face, but really all I did, usually my wife paints my face, but she didn't get to come with me because yeah. of, quarantine thing so all I did was put literally a glog of paint on my hand and I just touched my face like this and drew a circle around my eye literally three seconds it was like oh you couldn't make weight but you could paint your face well, yeah three seconds I'm you know I'm trying to just I got an image to keep for the worse if I come in here without face paint it would let them know that the weight cut is killing me and yeah. it was but I was, at least if I paint my face I won't show so much weakness and I go in there and I, I give him a little mug and I start something maybe that'll, that'll hurt him. You know, I'm, I'm trying to make play a mental game still, even though 
I know I'm about to give him 20% of my purse. And then they, I step on the scale and I was like, well, you got two hours to go lose a pound and a half. I was like, well, if y'all give me a real sauna, I might could do it, but I might die also. And then they was like, well, no, you got to go back to your room. And I was like, well, no, I'll just give him money. And then I guess they wanted to get mad at me at first, but you know, it's, uh, like, yo, y'all gave me a nine day notice and I had 30 pounds to lose. So I did all yeah. I can do. I think I did still pretty good to make it even to 57 and a half. And, um, with what I had, you know, if yeah. I had a, I would have made it. If I'd have, we could have used the PI sauna because that sauna is really hot. I would have made it, but it still probably, it definitely still would have hurt, but I would have made it. And, um, yeah. but Absolutely. yeah, I mean, going in that fight, um, no excuses, bro. I, I did underestimate Roosevelt, uh, when I took the fight and, uh, being in there with him, he is good. He's, he's crafty. He's fast. But like I said, man, I was in quarantine training six weeks. I was training with guys that I was training. They'd only been training for a couple months, sparring them, not having to be on point, you know, and I was eating a lot of beans and rice. I wasn't, in fight mode and um in the fight man i i mean all the excuses but you're asking so that actually that that night i went to sleep on on friday uh my coaches and managers had taught me into backing out of the fight and just you know because the doctor come in and checked me and he said he thinks i was having a kidney failure and if i got in the fight and had a kidney failure in the fight or got hit in the kidneys right now when they're dobbing that I could yeah. die. So all that's running through my head. I'm like, well, I don't want to punk out, man. It's kind of got this beef put up on the on the platter in front of the whole world. Yeah. We're on the main card. So all this is going through my head. But I had went to sleep Friday night in my head, okay, I'm backing out. And you know, I'ma just I'ma take I'ma take what everybody's gonna say. They're they're gonna roast me, but I went to sleep, man, and it could have been a dream from the devil. Uh or it could have been a dream from God, man. And I had a dream that I come home and everybody teased me and everybody in the world was teasing me. And my pastor was grabbing people and trying to make them hold hands or something. But he, he interpreted and said it was trying to get people to pray for me. And I woke up at five o'clock and I, when I woke up that morning, I guess I let my body rest and the fluids kind of settle in me. I still couldn't use the bathroom. I, I didn't use the bathroom for two or three days after. Mm. And, and, um, but I, I felt good. My hands had stopped cramping. My toes had stopped cramping. My kidneys wouldn't thobbing no more. So I was like, okay, maybe I can fight like this. But I definitely couldn't fight like I was feeling Friday night. But yeah. I might, I could fight him like this, you know. I was, and but I was still underestimating too. And um, at, for some reason, man, my coach was putting in my head, drink this water, drink this water all day. I just did not feel like drinking water because I was feeling so heavy. All the food that I ate. Uh, it wasn't digesting. It, it was staying on me. And I was already from 157 and a half. I was already 183 Saturday morning. I've never got that big after making a 55 cut. I usually walk in the fight at 74, yeah. 75 real fast, uh, you know, real still. If you looked at my body in that fight, I, I looked real chubby. Um, I was slow, man. I felt like my arms weighed 50 pounds each. And, by that, by the time they brought us to the PI, I think about three o'clock, um, I was scared to drink water and then have to use the bathroom right before the fight, you know? Mm, yeah. And so my mouth started getting real dry and I started like getting dizzy. Like when my coach was holding the mitts 
he was like hitting me with the mitt and i'm i'm like in fights like if you've watched any of my previous i'm good at slipping punches that's what i'm known for is countering slipping slipping the right hand i never get hit with the right hand hardly and uh when i got in there man it was like i knew when i knew it was gonna be a bad night for me when i couldn't see my coach's right mitt coming at me at a 20 percent speed really yeah right i was looking cross-eyed at him and I was like, man, I know Roosevelt's going to be fast. I was like, I, I'm probably going to get hit, but I got to keep the pressure on him, and hopefully he'll slow down. Yeah. And um, I felt like during the fight, yeah, he popped me with a couple good rights, and uh, I didn't see him at all. Like, I didn't even – it was like getting hit with a blindside punch. I was looking right at his right hand, waiting for it to come, and then boom, never seen it. Then another time, boom, never seen it. Yeah. So I, I had to – try to get dirty. I was like, okay, I ain't gonna be able to outpoint him. I ain't gonna be able to counter him like I thought because I can't see. I'm too slow. And uh, I'm gonna have to just try to bull him and try to wrestle with him a little bit against the cage. I never, I knew I wasn't in grappling shape, so I really wasn't trying to take him down. It could have looked like that, but uh, I knew he had a good guillotine like me and he hunted it, so I never wanted to lower my neck. I just wanted to dirty box with him against the cage and he did a, uh, a good risk control tactic that his corner was calling out so I, I couldn't dirty box with him. It was mm. annoying. My body started shutting down on me about the end of the first round. And, yeah, it went from there, man. And um, I got a couple submissions, and he he, uh, he he sunk that, that rear naked in, and I think the middle of the second, and uh, got me. I mean, that, that's, that was just – that was I was grappling with a black belt a couple of days when I got called for the fight. Then I started going to Mobile. They opened the gym up privately and let me – grapple one of our instructors and he was he was catching me he was catching my back and uh he tapped me out like five or six times and went around and I, he never tapped me out like that in a long time mm. and i just knew that i was like i'm not we all knew it was like all right you're not in grappling shape let's, let's try not to get there let's you, you're you're horrible you're moving horrible on the ground right now you know so that same choke that roosevelt caught me with he caught me with like two or three times and went yeah. around and so when i got there and I was defending it, and then he caught me with it. I was like, okay. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it a tough one. It was a tough one, man, you know. but the, And I thought the UFC were mad at me for missing weight, and then Sean Shelby told my manager, you know, me and Sean Shelby's had a good a good relationship since the contender. He likes me. Obviously, Dana likes me. And uh, he told me they really appreciate me taking the fight and trying to make the weight and then still coming out and fighting my butt off. And they appreciate that, and they're not mad at me. So that was good to hear, you yep. know. And I still, I still got two fights left, and they told me to make these my best, you know. And um, so I know, I know, next fight I won't take until I'm in the low 70s, and until I'm back to peaking form. And the coaches here tell me that um, they think I'm ready. Understood, understood. You know, based on all this, and and it did seem like it was a very short. Uh, time frame to cut the weight is it an active decision on your your end to ch choose like participating in the in the lightweight division given that there's so many killers there like w w when you enter the ufc like you seem like the individual that's the, the end goal is the strap right like you're not in it just to make up the numbers do do you look at the divisions and say like why lightweight i i know you fought between a couple of different weight classes during during your sort of time um I like I like lightweight just because it has the best competition. I want to uh, it's where the most eyes are being seen. Yeah. Uh, where 
like you said, all the hardest fights are. And um, so, and I'm a natural 55er, man. When I'm in mm. shape, eating right, and I'm training twice a day, and and uh, I'm walking around at 75, 73. You know, when I'm not, I'm walking around the high 80s. So, when I'm focused and uh, and on my and on on my game, man, 55 is always going to be a hard weight cut. But then I'm gonna walk back in the fight as a big 55er. You know, yeah. And so. And that, I mean, yeah, like you said, I'm, I'm not in it to, I mean, yeah, winning the belt, all that's cool, but I just, I, I like to fight, man, and uh, I, I want to fight the best. I want to, I want to test myself. You know, I got two more fights, man, and and these next two fights, uh, I'm gonna make sure I'm at 100%, and I'm gonna make sure that I'm supposed to be in the UFC, and the whole world, you know, will know if I'm, if I got what it takes, if I'm, if I'm one of the greatest these next two fights, because. Uh, That'll that'll let me know if I'm gonna get another contract or not, and if I don't, then I'm 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 still gonna fight. I'm probably gonna go to bare knuckle and uh, get some brain damage there before the end of my career, you know. So, or somewhere else, you know. Uh, I'm pretty marketable, so I can go to Bellator, you know, or one or PFL or uh, anywhere. I mean, if I'm not I'm not speaking death on my UFC career, but I'm just saying anything can happen, man. These these are the highest fighters in the world, the high class, yeah. and uh, I gotta make sure these next two fights, I'm one of them. And I know um, I can, you know, I train I train with them, and uh, I see how how good I do against these guys in the gym. So I just gotta be out there and shorten the world, man. And and um, my career has always been overcoming adversity. I've always had two losses just about in every organization I've ever come in, and then yeah. after that me a little win streak so i got these i got the, the debut i still count as a loss so i'm owing two in the ufc right now and i gotta uh i gotta go with me another win streak man and and uh show everybody and myself that awesome well brock thanks for taking up your time uh really appreciate it uh i think you're gonna have really success in your career regardless of uh of, of where you end up cheers mate Thank you, man. God bless you. God bless you too. Thanks, brother. Bye. Bye-bye.